It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Hey, good morning, everyone. Coach Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where I work hard to support your auto repair shop success. As you get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who can benefit from today's topic. So please take time to share personally or through your social network. If you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk, feel free to get with me, Chris at AutoFixSOS.com. So let's get started with eight to-dos to survive 2023. I'm recording this in December 2022. I've been saying that October 2023 is when it's going to get bad. It uh, looks like things have probably headed there a little bit sooner. Things started. But again, one of my bullets here in a minute is going to be, you know, don't feed in to other things. But my major concern all along has been we've got all these customers that are great customers and they want to get repairs. But what happens if they don't have the money to get repairs? What happens if the money dries up? Uh, I was having an interesting conversation with some other people in the industry the other day and they're like, look, Chris, it's okay to be scared or thinking about that. But honestly, the people feel as if they're going to get bailed out if something happens like that happens. And a lot of other people are on the same wavelength. Like, let's just let it ride out. The government's going to bail us out no matter what. So let's see what happens. And I don't know if that's supposed to make me feel better or make me feel worse. If half the country's concerned about it, great. But if half the country's just like, to heck with it. Let's just spend, 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 and the government will send us more money. So, I mean, I don't know how that makes you feel. I don't know if you thought about that. The topics I'm getting ready to talk about, there's nothing new, right? We just have to get back to basics if things go bad or go a little sideways. There are a lot of younger people in the industry that weren't around in 2008, 10, 11, 12, and didn't feel the pain of that. Those shop owners have never had to fight for car count. It's always been easy. They're booked two, three weeks out. The last couple of years, I think, have lulled a lot of us to sleep. I'm saying it like we're fat and lazy in the industry. Like we are we are riding high. And if we get punched in the throat, I don't know that some people are going to be able to make it. If you're listening to my broadcast also today, Brian from Shop Marketing Pros is going to come out with a podcast today. So I encourage you to listen to it. Also, Hunt Demarest is going to be coming out with a podcast today. And we're all three going to be talking about how to survive whatever happens in 2023. And then I think next week, Carmen's going to bring the three of us together and we're all going to talk about it as a panel. So I'm going to give you my bullets. We're going to talk through it again. There's nothing, nothing in here that's so shocking that you'd be like, ah, Chris, I've never heard of that before, but it's time I brought this back up. And it's the time that we talked about it and just made sure that we had our ducks in a row. Okay, like I don't want anybody to be taken by surprise. I want us to all get through whatever happens. And here's the other thing, like it doesn't have to be nationally. People in towns all across the country have some sort of weird craziness going on. You may have construction outside your facility. Your landlord may have been saying, hey, you got two more months and you got to get a new building. There's always some sort of crisis. And everything that I want to talk about here can help us work through a crisis. Okay, number one, above all, when somebody tries to When somebody contacts me and says, Chris, I need help, the first thing we have to do is make sure that their margins are in line. And that's the first thing that you have to do. Make sure that your margins are on point and you're making money. If you're not making money, then you're not going to succeed. And and if you've been working the last two years and things are good, you're booked out and you got the PPP, you got the idle money and cash is tight and things are not right, man, you're not going to make it. You will not make it through a crisis. 
if you're struggling now through the last two years. There shouldn't be anybody struggling in the aftermarket auto repair industry, period, end of story. Like everybody should be doing great. And if you're listening to this and you're not doing great, you've got to ask for help. You've got to get help. It doesn't have to be from me. It can be from anybody in the industry. There are things on Facebook now with some of those groups, you know, you got to, there's some good advice and bad advice out there and you got to make sure that you're listening and think for yourself a little bit. There are people out there that are willing to help you. I'll spend 30 minutes with anybody. If you're like, Chris, I'm struggling. I need to talk to somebody. Then you call me. You got my email. You got my phone number. We'll get it figured out. Okay. Again, number one is profits. Got to make sure that your gross margins on labor, parts, sublet, and tires are all where they need to be. Okay. Labor margin, 65% or better. Parts margin, 50% or better. Sublet, 30% or better. Tires with road hazard, 30% or better. And you have to have a net profit that drives you towards 20% or better. You need to be making enough money in your business to take care of everybody's needs, everybody getting paid correctly, and you need to be putting money aside. We're going to talk about cash flow in a minute, but you need to be putting money aside so that you can use it later on in your business. One of the other things I see, which takes us into number two, is processing procedures. You have to have processes and procedures for everything, no matter how mundane. If you don't have written processes and procedures and and learn slash taught processes and procedures, the same as having employee handbook and job descriptions. If you don't have the blueprint, the benchmark, if you don't have the guardrails in place, then everybody just does what they want to do. And it gets absolutely crazy. And I know a lot of you have done that recently. A lot of you recently have just thrown processes and procedures out the way because you're three weeks out, you're making money, you think, and it's just helter-skelter, boom, everything. What I know is, is in the first couple of weeks of the, of the pandemic, COVID, I mean, it's almost been like we're 22 going into 2023. It's been almost three years since we first started that. And the, and the very first thing that we did to get us through is we went back to processes and procedures and made sure that our service advisors were doing what they needed to be doing. Pick up delivery, everything like that. That all goes back to processes and procedures. You have to have those things written out so you, you can train them. Number three, cash flow. Cash flow has and always will be king. If, if done properly, you should have money sitting in an account to be used by in your business anytime you need it. Like it's one thing to have all your margins in place and everything and you're showing a 10% net and a 10% net on a million dollars is $100,000. It's one thing to show it on paper. It's one thing to have it in paper. And by have it in paper, I mean in a bank account or somewhere where you can access it. So make sure that what your income statement says at the bottom, your profit and loss sheet at the bottom, make sure that there's a reflection of that in your bank account somewhere that you have control of. There's very few things in your business that are better than that. If you have paychecks in the top drawer of your desk or you don't even bother writing paychecks anymore, you've got a problem. You might have too many employees. I know it feels great and it's safe to have all those employees, but if it comes down to an employee getting a paycheck or you getting a paycheck, I want the owner to get the paycheck. So you got to look at your staff. You got to look look elsewhere and see what's going on to make sure that you get paid so you can take care of your family. It's like being on the airplane and the flight attendant says, hey, if something should happen, these masks are going to fall out of the sky and I want you to put your mask on before you help your children or those around you. If you can't help yourself, then you can't help your family and you can't help your employees. 
got to take care of yourself first. AutoLeap is a cloud-based all-in-one auto repair software that helps to keep complete track of your business, from scheduling appointments to managing technicians to generating invoices. Supercharge your growth with AutoLeap. Customers that fully adopt AutoLeap see the following benefits in their first year. 30% revenue growth, with top customers seeing over 100% growth, 75% decrease in no-shows, allowing you to service more customers, three times increase in positive Google reviews, leading to stronger online presence, 50% time saved on administrative tasks, driving increase in operational efficiency. Do it all with AutoLeap. Key features and functions include estimates, invoices, scheduling, Google reviews, inspections, communication, QuickBooks, reporting. Get in touch with AutoLeap to see how you can transform your auto repair shop. For a limited time, if you schedule a demo, sign up with AutoLeap and they will waive the $250 implementation fee. Number four, don't buy into the bullshit. You know, there's a saying that says there's no news in the truth and no truth in the news. I know way too many shop owners, they listen to the parts people. They listen to people, competitors in town. And the next thing I know, they're like, oh, well, so-and-so said they're slow. So it must be okay that we're slow. Do not do that when you're in crisis mode. Only deal with what you're dealing with. Your experience is the only experience that matters. Okay. So don't buy into it. Don't feed into it. I know Brian's podcast is going to be creating your own economy and that's it like you have to create your own good times when there are not super steady good times number five spending money where it needs to be spent also known as not spending it where you don't need to spend it what happens is is we get rolling around along technicians ask for things we've got dues and subscriptions we're buying this fancy shiny new thing next thing you know we got all this debt rolled up and when things come around and things are tough, then you look at all this money that you've got in paper and you spent money probably where you didn't need to spend it. Got to double check all your vendors. Now, I will tell you one thing that you don't want to do. And a lot of people did this in 2008, 10, 11, 12. Man, it was hard filling the shop, filling the bays. And some people saved money on marketing. That's the last thing you need to do. You need to make sure that you have, you have a tight marketing plan. And just like following regular processes and procedures, you need to make sure you follow your marketing plan and make sure that you're getting the, cust- the information and the knowledge out to the customers to drive them back into your shop. But actually, you should be looking at your income statement every six months, and if not even sooner than that, and looking at what you're spending and going through there line by line by line and be like, I don't need this. I don't need this. Where the hell did this come from? We talk about that more in our auto show profits and cash flow class. Number six, transparency with employees, which means doing what you say you're going to do. One of your main jobs, if not your main job, is to take care of employees. If you do, they're going to take care of the end user anytime. It's super, super, super holds true if things turn down or go crazy. You have to be a man or a woman of your word. And you have to take care of your employees. A lot of what we've done this past year is, you know, I've gotten to the point to where we're we're double checking labor rates and labor costs every quarter and adjusting appropriately. But a lot of that money that we've been taking in the extra labor rate, we've passed it on to technicians. Technicians are underpaid. And if you're having trouble recruiting good technicians, good people, you need to pay more and you need to be truthful. You need to be upfront. And just be transparent with your staff. So that kind of rolls us into 
Number seven, training and staffing. We always have to be training for the future. We have to be looking at where we want to be three years from now. And if we need to be training something now in order to get us three years from now, then we got to do that. If we're behind on training, then we got to get caught up. Staffing. I don't like to be overstaffed at any time anyway. I think a lot of shop owners feel like they should have as much staff as possible. As a shop owner, we would rather gripe about productivity, not change a thing and not do anything about it. When if you look at it, the simple thing is probably letting go of a tech that you don't need. And by you don't need, I mean, is not a good fit for the culture, is not right with the other employees. They have attitude problems. They come in late, things like that. But everybody's terrified because they think there's a technician shortage and it's tight. But I will tell you the good shops that are paying well, have training programs with shop owners that are holding their employees accountable and coaching and training. They have people coming to them. If you're one of those shop owners out there that think that there's a technician shortage and you can't hire anybody and anything else like that, you need to look at your labor rate. You need to look at what you're offering. You need to look at what kind of growth you're offering employees and what makes you different and how you can be better than that. And you got to put videos up on your website, Facebook, share with everybody you know. People are out there making a move. We got more people being laid off right now than are actually getting, well, I know it's debatable on how they do the numbers, but you got people that are getting sent home out of the tech industry probably for the second and third time maybe because some of these people got laid off in the pandemic when things first happened and things were going good and they were they didn't have the same problem we have. They're fat and lazy and things are going good, so why make a difference? Amazon's laid off, Indeed's laid off, Meta's laid off, uh, Carvana's stock price is next to zero, they're laying off. All these companies are laying off. So I will tell you, there's some great salespeople that are in those companies that we can pick up, but you're going to have to offer them a good pay plan and some sort of incentive. And there are people that are in those businesses that are fed up sitting behind a desk and want to work with their hands that would be great apprentice techs or something like that. Maybe they were a technician and then left and went into that industry. You need to put ads targeting these people and be looking for them. So, Because guess what? Part of your recruiting can be, hey, during the pandemic, we stayed open and we're busy. We've been open and busy for three years now. We are, are getting right along. Training and staffing. Always be hiring. Look to the future. What are your future needs going to be? If you're not at least thinking about some sort of a remote service advisor position, you should probably be thinking about it. Some way to augment that. If nothing else, a way for somebody in a, in a remote space to schedule, take incoming phone calls and things like that. There's several different ways to entice these people into the industry. And it wouldn't surprise me at some point where as shop owners, we have technicians that are sitting in a room whether it be at home or, or someplace and somebody dials up and says, Hey, my electric car, so-and-so is not working properly. You dial in, do a quick diagnosis on it. Let the robots talk to each other and say, Hey, you need to be updated. It's going to be $800 for the update, blah, blah, blah. You shoot them an invoice. They text the payer, whatever, right back to you. And you hit a button and boom, it's fixed two hours later, whenever the update's done. Like, I don't know when that's going to happen. It's already happening in some places of the world. 
And that's some of the direction I think we're headed. So we need to think about that. Number eight is a simple line. It says, hold your people accountable slash active coaching. But the first, the other part of that is, is you got to get up from behind your desk. You got to stop being on vacation and you got to mentor, watch, discipline, and hold your people accountable. You have to be teaching them the things they need to go. I hear a lot, oh, these younger kids, they don't know anything. Well, great. They don't know anything. They have bad habits. Whose job is it? I'm not talking about whose job it was. Whose job is it now to suck it up and teach them what they need to be taught? It's your job. You hired them. You want to hire them. Put a great plan together and bring those kids in and show them what it's like to work at a real place. But you got to stop hiding, okay? If you are running a $2 million a year shop, you're netting 25 to 30%, and you've got a general manager that can do that for you, then fine, do that. But if you don't have that in place, then you can't afford to be on vacation all the time. And you haven't earned the right to be telling everybody how great your business is. And I see a lot of, for better words, a lot of posers out there that are telling everybody how great they are, things are running smoothly, their businesses are failing because they won't get off their ass and work in their business. Sorry, calling it like I'm seeing it. You got to put in the work to get the reward. And just because things are easy right now, things are not always going to be easy. Things are going to be tough and you're going to have to figure it out. And you're going to have to find an old timer like me or some other people that were in the, in the business back in 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, you're going to have to be like, okay, how do we do this? If you don't already know, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if this offends anybody. I'm sorry if this sounds like you, but if it is and it does, then this is your wake up call. This has been Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, reminding you that it never always gets worse, but sometimes it has to get worse to get better. And don't stop working today because tomorrow needs you. Please feel free to reach out to me, Chris at AutoFixSOS.com, or give me a call at 940-400-1008. Time to rise and grind, everyone. You've been listening to The Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the AftermarketRadioNetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.